Hello entrepreneurs, it's Jenna St. John. I'm a copywriter and strategist in Surrey in the UK. I teach people like you how to improve your brand messaging through workshops, creative templates, and website auditing and editing. In this limited series, I'm interviewing businesses who have managed to find success during lockdown in 2020. Not only have they kept the lights on, they're having their best months yet. If you have any questions, you can get in touch with me at jenna at jennastjohn.com. Happy listening. Okay. Hi, Emily. So I've been interviewing businesses who have managed to rise above the riptide that was COVID-19. And um, you responded to my call saying that you've taken over, over a haberdashery business as of February. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So tell me a little bit about that business. Okay. Well, it's a business that I'd been working in as a, as an assist shop assistant for a few years and also uh, teaching crochet. So I knew the business reasonably well, but obviously taking over a business is, uh, is quite, entails quite a lot more work in lots of different ways. Um, so the, the owners decided to retire and that in February was the date that we took over. Okay. And is that um, a, is that a brick and mortar shop? It is, and yes, it is, yeah. Although we did actually, one of the first things we did was move the shop to new premises. So we had all that sort of going on as well. At the oh, wow. <laughs> just before. So it was all very, very chaotic and stressful and busy and yeah. Did you manage to get those doors opened to the new mm -hmm. shop? We did. I think we had them open for about four weeks and it was amazing. We had all the customers coming in to have a look. They were so excited because it's much bigger than the old shop um and the you know the, the atmosphere was really it was really buzzing it was really lovely and and then <laughs> and yeah. then we had to close it all down oh that must have felt like such a loss of momentum so it's well exactly yes yeah. so what are things like now so how did things change for you well okay so after the initial shutdown we, we sort of panicked a bit and thought oh god you know that's just we can't do anything um, and, and then we sort of had lots of inquiries and we sort of realized that it was actually an ideal opportunity for, for us to have the time to push the social media, to get the website. There was a website with the previous business, but we decided we didn't want that. So we started our website from scratch and we populated it and we put loads of time and effort into all those things and getting the word out that we were still, you know, up and running and that we, I started doing deliveries in the afternoon locally um and it sort of went from there really we just sort of word got round and customers kept coming yeah so that sounds like there was obviously still a need for it your customers were still reaching out to you yeah i think what we hadn't really appreciated that although we weren't classed as sort of necessary like food and everything for a lot of people craft is necessary sort of for mental health and just sort of general well-being and also you know for making there's still babies being born so there's still grandmas making yeah. cardigans for babies and also the other thing that we actually have done was um people making masks so we've sold oh, an yeah. awful lot of elastic elastic has just been flying out the door we've not been able to get it in quick enough <laughs> yeah so that's probably one of the supply chains that's been um oh, held yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah, wow. I mean, a lot of people have found themselves suddenly with so much time. And that's why I think places like the garden centers that have just reopened and the DIY stores and stuff have just yeah. been absolutely swamped. So a haberdashery 
you know, sort of falls in line with that. It's, you know, people. It does really. Yeah, exactly. Embroidery threads and um, knitting wool. Yes. Are things that people do have a lot of time for. So I've had inquiries of people, people that are customers were customers before, you know, who know that what we've got and just want to get hold of it. But we've also had a lot of inquiries from new people who say, oh, you know, I've got time. I'd really like to have a go at, you know, patchwork or embroidery and can you help so yes they all over the news was all about you know this is the time to learn a new skill and um, so yes exactly your business definitely filled that need Mm. so um emily so did you find it difficult to make that adjustment going from setting up a new brick and mortar shop to shutting that down and going fully online with and deliveries not particularly difficult we it was sort of planned we'd planned to sort of really build on the online online side of it but I, I i had the old owners helping me when the shop was open they were sort of um taking me through talking to the suppliers and making orders and stuff that is my that's where my learning curve has been i've had to do all of that on my own mm. um which is okay and i feel much more confident doing it now because i've had to do it but that was the main difficulty for me was sort of finding my way around because the type of shop it is, it stuff doesn't have labels on, it doesn't have barcodes on, it doesn't tell you where it came from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind so of a baptism of fire as well, like trying to find who's still in business. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And that's, and obviously that's changed and obviously working with the longer postal delivery times and mm. yeah, all of that has been quite challenging. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you guys were able to push through and start offering just this new channel to your business to stay afloat. Um, Is there any advice that you can give to the businesses who are still thinking about making a pivotal shift? I think I would say just do it. You know, if you've got the time, one of the main reasons for not doing it would be, would be lack of time because you're sort of running, if you're running a shop full time, you don't, you know, unless you do it in the evening and whatever, you don't have the time to do it. But um, I think if you have now and you can, we've, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to tap. We, we've actually put our website on Shopify mm-hmm. and they have been extremely helpful. And we've also found it very easy to populate very quickly. And it's, it's, um, it's very adaptable. So we, I can sort of, I can get an inquiry from a customer and say, yeah, it's not on the website yet, but give me 10 minutes and it'll be on. I'll do it. And then they can buy it. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I know, I know Shopify is one of the, businesses who've been actively trying to help their customers they have they have been really That's good fantastic. Yeah. Um, is there any sort of secrets you can give us to how you were able to drive that traffic to a brand new website I think we were lucky because there was already a Facebook and a website in existence mm-hmm. before so there were there was a small a small customer following but we've just worked very hard on um, Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram my husband sorted out all the Google stuff so we you know it was just, we did actually spend a small amount of money on some Google adverts for a period of time mm-hmm. um, and and really just focused you know concentrated on getting some traffic through right and so yeah it's hard to pinpoint what's what's well we can we can see on exactly on on shopify all the data that you get is is amazing we can mm. see where that person you know where people are browsing and what they're browsing on and what part of the country yeah, um, which is really helpful yeah um and so what are some of the biggest challenges you faced having to to make these changes um, for us in particular, I think it was just the sheer amount of different product lines that we've got, mm. uh, but, you know, uh, 
and, and just the bulk of that that work and also secondary to that a lot of our customers are more elderly women mostly and they don't do an awful lot of online shopping yeah so we've had quite i've had a lot of phone calls from people but i've, I've also met a lot of resistance when i say oh well you know i can send you a link and you can can you pay through the website they aren't very keen to do that no um, and as a demographic, they tend to have very slow internet speeds because they don't really see the value in, you know, the internet and spending a long yes. time browsing and stuff. And so they, they just, they don't really use it quite as much because they get like one megabyte a month. Yeah, well, that's internet speed. And, they're just, and they're just very, very cautious about buying yeah. anything online. Yes. Um, yeah. My grandparents are the same. I mean, but, but my, my husband actually made a little video, which we put on the website about how to do it, because some people were just struggling to work through and they saw PayPal and me just panicked. We haven't got a PayPal account. And we sort of said, you know, the video shows them that they, if they carry on moving through, they can use a, you know, they can use a card payment at the end. Um, and, and that's been quite useful, I think. Yeah, that's a really nice. They just panic. I think they just panic. And we've just spent yeah. a lot of time supporting them on the phone with the video just to encourage them to do it um and take that first little step that's a really nice way to do it is is it sounds like you've been offering a lot of support and guidance and that's in a way been sort of your value proposition is you're offering to sort of nurture them through the process because businesses have to be online these days but you know how your challenge is sort of how do you market to an older demographic who doesn't really feel comfortable yeah, in that space that, that is our i think that's probably our biggest hurdle because we're right where we are in the town center there's so many people have been knocking on the door or waving through the window and say when are you going to open and like <laughs> every time i'm like well you can buy on the website and you can collect from the store this that and the other and they just shake their head and they walk away mm -hmm. and they'll wait i'll wait another couple of weeks yeah so that's been frustrating yeah um well emily is there anything that you'd like to tell the listeners about your business where they can find you if they'd like to use your services how widely do you distribute yeah well we we're um, a uk business and we we're so we we basically mainly deal with the uk um market for haberdashery sewing embroidery wool ribbons all sorts of all sorts of things um, and you can find us at Fred's if you put Fred's haberdashery into Google will come up um, on, and you'll see our website wonderful and is that uh, Fred's haberdashery is that the name of the former owners and you've you've continued that it name was, or is that brand new it was no it's we've kept it it was the original Fred was on Chesterfield market on a market stall the owners before us took it from him kept the name everybody around us especially you know in our whole county knows Fred's haberdashery so it seemed it seemed ridiculous to change it at, at that point because it was so well known yeah it's got such a heritage there definitely worth yeah, keeping exactly. yeah Wonderful. Well, I, I really want to end on a positive note. So can you tell us about the best, most uplifting moment that you've had with this pivotal shift in your business since the crisis began? What's been the best part of it all for you? Um, well, part of it has been me because I've, I've got daughters at home who obviously aren't at school. So I've been able to sort of arrange my hours to, to fit around them. And, and, and that's been nice. But also it's just been seeing the feedback from the customers are so grateful if they've, you know, if they've ordered and they've received their order, so grateful that we're still up and running and, and able to get them what they need. And some of the reviews we've had, some of the feedback has been really, really lovely. 
That's really nice. I'm so glad you've been able to still cater for this demographic in this very strange time. And obviously they are in that um, vulnerable category. So, yeah. you know, they're, yeah. they're very cautious at the moment. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, Emily, and for jumping on the call with me. I'm sure your experiences will be really helpful to others who just need a little bit of advice right now. Yeah, I think it's just go for it, isn't it? it yeah. take, make the most of the time available at the moment where things are a bit quiet and just do it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any questions for me or for the people I'm interviewing, or if there's a specific type of business that you're curious about, pop it in the comments below or send an email to jenna at jennastjohn.com and I'll try to get it answered for you.